Hi friends. We are Two, two Queers Walk Into a church. church. So today we're going to talk about coming out. Coming out to your family, coming out to your friends, coming out in your uh, workspaces, coming out at church, all that fun stuff. We're going to talk about that today. And we have a special guest. Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Sean. Am I introducing my... my um like pronouns and everything? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do whatever you want. Uh, I am a, I'm queer. Uh, I'm also trans man. Been on hormones for like five years. Woo. What's up? What up? Yay. I'm Emily. I am a behavioral therapist and I also work at a tattoo shop. Who are you, friend? I'm Dom. I work at an advocacy center for inner city youth in Detroit, Michigan. All right. So, say we're talking about coming out. We are, yes. So, let's start off with, do you want to just start off with, like, how we came out? Yeah. Well, let's talk about, like, how we all identify first. Okay. And then, which you kind of just yeah, did that, Sean, yeah, yeah. but, um, and then we can talk about, like, how we came out regarding those identities. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, Emily, am a queer person, non-binary, and that's about it. Just, I love everyone. <laughs> Same. I also identify as queer and non-binary. And Sean already told us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows Sean. Everyone knows Sean. <laughs> We're lucky to have him on this we podcast. <laughs> so, Sean, do you want to start and talk about, like, your coming out experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've had two different experiences because I've been – I didn't come out as queer when I was – I actually didn't, like – I don't know, prior to, like, my transition, I didn't, like, come out to my parents at all. I just, like, had a girlfriend, and they were like, okay, <laughs> can't, you can't just, like, like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, they were like, you're not spending the night at anyone's house anymore, <laughs> because we don't know what you're doing, and you keep coming home with Icky, so <laughs> this isn't cool. <laughs> they were cool about that. I mean, there was always, like, little jabs and stuff. Like, I remember my dad telling me, like, I would never, like, it wouldn't be okay for me to marry a girl. It was really weird. And then he'd be like, it's only for men and women. <laughs> They're the only ones allowed Don't even think about it, to get married. So, no. And then I was, like, like writing a paper about, like, gay rights, I think, <laughs> whenever that discussion happened. So that was cool. Um, but they've been, like, I guess decent with that. When I came out as trans, my mom was like, whatever. And my dad was like, get out of my face. This is, this is not the time. We're not talking about this. Blah, blah, blah. Completely shunned. And I was like, well... <clears throat> cool i guess <laughs> this is great a great experience i didn't my parents aren't accepting people so i you know foresaw this being an issue yeah i too came out twice i came out as a lesbian when i was like 12 and my mom was like <laughs> Work. literally literally i was like 12 or 13 oh, yeah. i think i was 12 like turning 13 okay and my mom was like you're too young. You don't know what you're talking about. Right. And I was like, but I do because in the sixth grade, Miss Gabriel was my math teacher and I thought about kissing her every day. <laughs> That's for sure. And she great. was like, okay, <laughs> talk to me again later on in life when you're older. And so I waited like an entire year before I brought it up again. And so I was like 13 turning 14 and I was like, okay, this is confirmed. I am a lesbian. Right. Like, I know this is true. Also, I'm about to have girlfriends, so, like, just get over it. <laughs> yeah. And it was never, like, my parents were, like, always very accepting. 
Well, I, okay, my family was always really accepting, but it wasn't, like, celebrated. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, we're so, you know, like, glad you're gay. <laughs> they were just like, Happy okay, we love you, yeah. whatever, you yeah. know? Did you want them to say, I'm glad you're gay? Dude, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was sick. Yeah, how story. sick would that be if my mom was like, I'm so dope, yeah? So thank God like, you're not straight. Thank God you're not straight. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That would be so fucked up. I would hate that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was. But, like, they weren't super shitty about it, but they were, like, also not, like, stoked on it you know because we grew up in like a very traditional christian Mm -hmm. conservative household so it was a little bit of an adjustment sometimes it was awkward when i would say things about girls because i got comfy real fast (laughs) and i was like mom look at that hot girl and she would like kind of like clam up like (laughs) like she didn't know how to respond and i'm like it's okay oh my god i have this tiny little story well i was with my my parents and like this was like probably like a couple months ago and we were talking about something, and my mom was like, yeah, I got this done today, and I got this project done. I was like, oh, good work. And my mom's like, what? <laughs> I was like, it's what the gays say. And she's like, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. So, yeah, that is how I came out as a lesbian, which I don't use that term to refer to myself anymore, but... That's what I, how I originally came out. Right. And then when I told her I was non-binary, what actually happened is I started taking testosterone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm a man. Right. I'm a man. I've got it all figured out. And she was like, okay, um, I, this is, like, really challenging for me. Like, I don't really know what to say. But, like, I love you. And I was like, dope. And then I, like, went and saw a therapist and got on tea. It was on tea for, like, a month, like mm-hmm. 40 something days. Yeah. And then I got this really great therapist who was like, I don't think you're a man. And I was so fucking offended. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> right. And then she was like, hold on, let me explain. And then she explained to me what genderqueer was. And I was like, God fucking damn it. Nobody told me I didn't have to be a woman. <laughs> like, I just said I didn't want to be a woman. No one told me this was an option. Yeah. And anyway. So after a lot of therapy, I stopped taking tea because I was like, I don't actually want to be a man. I just like don't want to be a woman either. And she like really opened up that door for me anyway. So originally I told my mom that I thought I was a man. And then I was like, just kidding. I'm not a man. (laughs) So then she was confused as fuck. She was like, I (laughs) don't get it. She gets it now. But had to work myself back a little bit because I didn't even like have the language for it. So it was hard to explain it to her. Because that was, like, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, eight years ago, people didn't say genderqueer and non-binary, like, right. as commonly as they do now. Mm-hmm. So, it was, like, very new for me. Definitely didn't know how to explain it to anybody. Mm-hmm. So, that has been an interesting process. My family's always been, like, very loving, like, really supportive in everything that I do. But, like, I know they don't get it. For sure. They, like, for sure absolutely do not get it and, like, have questions that they're probably afraid to ask. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well. I came out once. The. (laughs) I came out once. No. No, no. (laughs) No, I did. timer. I came out once the way I would have liked to come out. I had to come out the second time because somebody decided that for me. Um, So. (laughs) Yep. They are. It was my ex, so I don't oh. care. <laughs> no, so I came out to my ex and beef like while we were dating before we got engaged, and I was like, "Yo, listen, 
I figured out that I like Goyles and everybody else besides men. I do like men too, but I like everyone. So just know that I'm marrying you because I like how you treat me at the time. And, <laughs> and I like how our relationship is, but I don't care that you have a penis. I'm just marrying you because I think you're dope. At the, time. <laughs> um, Always at the time. And then, yeah, at the time. <laughs> at the time. So, and of course, because he wanted to, you know, put it in me, he said, yeah, that's totally fine. I don't care. Like, I'm totally for the gays and gay rights and whatever. Woo! Turned out he was a homophobic, oh xenophobic, right? Yes. Sorry. So, <laughs> not sorry. Absolutely not sorry <laughs> not at all. Sorry to you. <laughs> not sorry, sorry to them. interrupting. <laughs> But yeah, so that happened, and then my relationship five years later fell apart, and then he decided that he was going to tell everyone that I was not straight so that he could tell everyone that I was cheating on him, which wasn't true. So that was fun. Very nice. <laughs> so a lot of people found out I was queer real fast, and my parents had to, or, well, not had to, but they called me on the phone, and they're like, so he told us? something because he's trying to tell us that you cheated on him and we're not sure whether or not you you cheated on him but we just wanted to know because he said that like you're like gay and i was like yeah (laughs) and they're like okay well you know we believe the bible right and i was like yep and they're like you know what and they're like can you know what the bible says about gays right and i was like yep and they're like Okay, that's all we wanted to talk about. We love you. Nothing's ever going to change that. And I was like, okay. (laughs) So it was kind of comforting, but also kind of like unnerving at the same time. But it was just... I the the comforting part overtook the unnerving part because I was like, well, whatever. Like they're they're probably not going to get it, but at least like they don't want to like kill me or send me to georgia which is what (laughs) my ex's family wanted to do with their their child that was gay so you know whatever (laughs) so but yeah so mine was quite tumultuous yeah so in i I guess this is kind of like piggybacking off of that how did you kind of like navigate having conservative families and or christian families like did that come up in other ways too, like besides just your identity? Mm-hmm. So like, for example, I always knew what my family's stance was on like gay marriage and stuff. Like for my whole life, I always knew what it was because we one time went to a church that passed out bumper stickers that said marriage equals man plus woman. And my like small gay self was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, this is really bad. They're plotting against me already. Yeah. And like, I didn't really like, I guess I didn't, like, have the language to explain why it made me feel that way, but I knew it, like, felt weird, and I, like, thought it applied to me and whatever. But also just, like, other things. Like, I have a super conservative family, so, like, we've never been able to have really hard political conversations because right. we will literally all fucking duke it out, like, fist fight in the family <laughs> living room. Right. We will beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. So we just don't talk about it because we can't because it would cause a lot of conflict Mm -hmm. between most of us in our family so we just don't talk about it Mm -hmm. so like do you have any like specific experiences where your family's conservative values or christian values have impacted the way you interact with your family i guess 
It's a loaded question. So. Yeah. Um, so my family's like super weird, like very weird. So my mom's Baptist Christian. Okay. Grew up in Pensacola, Florida, which is basically Alabama. And my dad's a hardcore atheist. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So is very pulled from different directions yeah. in that kind of aspect. Yeah. Like, I don't know, growing up in the South knew that like I don't know, I heard my like step grandma or whatever, like you know, lesbians and blah, blah blah just like getting all mad and like because I was watching Mean Girls, she was like, They're gonna all they're all gonna burn in hell. Like and I was like <clears throat> loud and clear. <laughs> Um, and then just like my dad's obviously it's not been like a you know he has nothing to fall back on yeah. <laughs> when it comes to like he's like I'm just an asshole <laughs> <laughs> right so it's I don't know it's my mom didn't really like care about me that much whenever I like was, like the, the day before I started taking tea that's like the only time she's like ever pulled out like verses on me <laughs> but other than that like it's just been pulled from both directions so that's fun <laughs> yeah that's yeah. interesting yeah i think for me my parents are really big on avoiding conflict mm. so we've never i mean i've never really like ha tried to sit down with them and like had the conversation like okay let's talk about what the bible says about you know gays or whatever mm -hmm. But there have been times, like, for instance, like, when I first started dating Ethan, where I was like, yo, like, I want to bring Ethan over. And at the time, Ethan still identified with his dead name. So I was like, I want to bring this person over. And my mom's like, but what about the children? Because <laughs> I have younger siblings. And I was just like, well, I would like, I would like to bring Ethan over. So is that going to be a problem? Are you going to not let him come in? And she's like, well, no, I'm not going to do that. But can you guys like, just not be like super PDA? And I'm like, I mean, I just started dating him. So yeah. why would I be super PDA? And also that's really uncomfortable. Like yeah, around family. Yeah. Around family. <laughs> why would I do yeah, that? That's just like a weird well, question in general. I well, like, I think it's just because like, she's just so used. I don't know. Like straight people do that yeah, where they, they like, do, you know, yeah. Make like make out in front of their families uh, or whatever. What? I don't know. <laughs> I wish my brother would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I was like, well, I mean like we just started dating and he's like not super big on PDA anyway. So that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like I think at the most we might hold hands, but that's about it. And she's like, well, I'd prefer you not to do that either. And I was like, okay Lori <laughs> but but then as Ethan started transitioning I think because he was transitioning into a man it was easier for my family because they can be like well he wants to identify as a man so like now our daughter has like straight. a straight passing you yeah. know relationship wow. so it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but I think also though like the fact that they got to know Ethan and got to know me and, like, realized that, like, I'm no different than how I was before. I've always been weird. I've always been the one, in, uh, like, embarrassing my parents, not the other way around. Nice try, Dad. He's tried <laughs> that many times, but it has failed. But I, I think that the fact that they saw, like, that I didn't change. I didn't become this flamboyant, random person because I was already that. And then Ethan, and then meeting Ethan, they're like, oh, gay people are, like, just real people. And, mm -hmm. like, it's, they're not scary yeah. you know and like i've had really good conversations with my mom about like explaining transness to younger kids and it's just like like it just explain it like it's just normal like mm -hmm. it's not a big deal like right. liam came over one time and 
Piper, my little sister, was asking, well, why is Liam wearing makeup? And my mom's like, well, should I explain to her that it's because he's trans? And I was like, well, Ethan doesn't wear makeup. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like not all girls wear makeup and not all guys wear makeup. Some people of different genders right. wear makeup. So they just like it because they like it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. Like she's starting to like become more like willing to listen. Maybe doesn't necessarily fully get it or fully want to get it, but she's at least willing to listen. Yeah. And whether that's because she like wants to actually know or she just wants to avoid conflict, either way, I'm fine with it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I've had really good conversations with her about other political things, like Black Lives Matter and all that stuff, but never actually like gay stuff mm -hmm. but i do like doing the same thing like you said like i'll just bring up stuff and i'll be like oh yeah i'm going to a drag show and like just say it like it's normal because it is right. you know but like for my family they're like <gasps> <laughs> and they have to like they're like whoa gotta pretend like we're normal about this yeah. because we don't want to be the you know i don't know it's just very it's just very funny i i laugh at them but i also kind of appreciate it because they're not the other extreme for sure you know yeah so yeah so kind of like going off of that has there been any like big disputes that you've had with your family because of your identity or yeah or like like big conflicts that you've had because of your identity whether it was with like your family or your friends i guess you'd say friends too i my only like big thing was to go back to like whenever like the day before i started tea my mom like ripped me a new one just i don't think i've been as angry <laughs> as that day in my entire life Aww. just just telling me how just like i was ruining everything and how like i don't know my mom does this thing where she like tries to like say that i'm not trans because like every girl wants to be a guy and i'm like oh. <laughs> mom <laughs> That's not what this is. No. It's not like a little like jealousy thing. Like I'm just gonna try this one out. Yeah. No, like <laughs> this, this is me, and I've known this for many years. And so it like came to this like we had this like battle, and I was like, she's like, we'll cut you off, and I'm like, you guys do it. Like it. if you guys cut me off, it's not on me. Like you cannot put that on me. Like you guys fucked up completely. So like I mean, go off. <laughs> cut me loose like if you claim you're not gonna love me like you're you're a shitty person for sure yeah like that's conditional yeah and we're not here for it and then i started tea now like my dad loves it <laughs> he's like oh, you look just like me <laughs> but they're still not like they're like cool with me i guess being a guy not not being trans yeah yeah yeah. if that makes sense yeah. so so they just like consider you cis essentially i think it's easier for them to just think that i am okay. yeah but like also i don't know they like post pictures of me when i was like a kid and stuff so like it's always in their mind i just like they, sure. they just don't tackle it okay. well at all that makes i feel yeah i feel like that makes sense that they try to ignore the trans part of oh yeah identity yeah i have not had like a ton of conflict with my family because even my mom is really good at like if she does have a thought like she keeps it to herself because she knows it's not worth it because it would just like negatively impact our relationship and she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Because I am, I am like, really tight with my family. However, we have had conflict one time that, like, stands out the most. And it's when I talked about wanting top surgery. Mm -hmm. And she was like, 
I was just like casually talking about top surgery, like with my sister or something. And she overheard it. And she was like, well, what does that mean? And I was like, it means I'm going to cut my boobs off. Yeah. And she was like, but like, what, what is your chest going to look like? I was like, it's going to look like a man's chest. Like is the easiest way for her to understand that. And she was like, so will you be shirtless? And I said, sure as fucking shit. I will, because I'm going to pay a lot of money. Yeah. Like, for that to be done, so I'm gonna be like flaunting my shit at yeah. the beach, right? Naked, <laughs> mom, walking around with no shirt on, doing my lawn in my Crocs. <laughs> God damn it! Show You're a dad. Yeah, As fuck. So, and she was like, un really, really uncomfortable with that idea. She was like, well, like, what do, like, what do I tell your um sister? Because my sister is only four. And I was like, I don't understand what you mean by that. And she was like, well, she thinks like you're a girl, but you're going to have like what she thinks of as like a boy's chest. So how do I explain that to her? And I was like, I guess like if she asks, just be like, she calls me TT. Just be like, TT didn't like having boobs. So she doesn't have boobs anymore. Like, (laughs) Children are so simple. Like, you really don't have to think. Adults think into it way more. But, like, children don't. Like, if you just tell them that's the way that it is, that's they will grow up believing that's just the way that it is. Nice. Right. So, and she was, like, so uncomfortable with that idea. And so I gave her the example of one time my niece, who at the time was, like, maybe, like, three or four, was around one of my friends who was, like, very gender fluid, but, like, presents very feminine and he identifies as a man but like dresses very 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 feminine and presents very feminine and one day she just kept like saying she about my friend my niece did my niece kept saying she 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 Mm -hmm. and so and we were my mom was afraid to correct her because my mom thought it was going to confuse her and she was like three and so I was like who are you talking about and she was like I'm talking about Corey and I was like, oh, Corey's a boy. And she was like, how come no one told me that? <laughs> and I was like, that's a great question. I'm not sure why no one told you, but Corey's a boy, just so you know. Mm-hmm. And from now on, she immediately changed like to he, him pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I, she was like three and a half, like mm-hmm. maybe four at the time. And I talked to my mom about it. And my mom was like, well, I just thought that it would confuse her. So I reminded her of that instance. And I was like, remember when you thought that Aurora was going to be confused, but it was really just about you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're doing that again. That's happening again. So that's like one of the only like super big conflicts we've ever really had. And it's not like something you can really resolve because she feels the way that she feels. I'm still going to flaunt my titties, Mm -hmm. not titties. My chopped off titty is like. No titties. <laughs> My no titties. And I have no problem, like, answering questions for children. Like, yeah. I'm so yeah. comfortable with that. Like, random children in the bathroom. Are you a boy or a girl? And I'm like, today? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> undecided. Truly undecided. Yeah. My favorite answer is yes. When people say, are you a boy or a girl? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's, like, her shit to deal with. That's not, I'm not going to take responsibility yeah. for that she can work through that mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know i've not really had any knockdown drag out fights about this the only thing that like really happened with me was like when i was getting divorced or whatever but that's like they thought i was cheating on some on my husband so like they were like oh well like you shouldn't do that because you're married and i was like well technically i'm getting divorced so 
you know, like, so, I don't know, like, like I said, my parents aren't very confrontational unless it's, like, a knockdown, drag-out fight, which is, like, a whole bunch of other things have been piling up, but I don't know, thankfully... I don't know if that is if I should be thankful that we haven't had that come like that a really big fight. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I haven't really had a big fight mm-hmm. or any big conversations about that. So, yeah. so the next question that I have is, and we all kind of touched on this a little bit, so we don't have to go super in detail. But like, has there been a significant change in your family from the time you came out to them? to now are they a lot more accepting are they more understanding are they you know like anything has there been any significant changes that you can put your finger on i don't know my little brother is the best hunter he is he's 14 and it was so funny the first time i was texting ethan at the time he was like who's that because he immediately knew that it wasn't just one of my friends because and so and i was like oh it's just a friend i'm just talking to them and and he was like okay and he was like 12 at the time and he and then uh he was helping me move into this house and then we loaded up the last bit of furniture or whatever and they were about to leave and he's like okay bye emily and i was like bye hunter and he's like by the way did finger guns by the way I'm okay with the gay. Turned around and walked away. <laughs> and I was just yeah, like, oh amazing. my fucking God, I love him. Yeah, that's amazing. He always just has so many questions. And like, like one time he misgendered Ethan, like very quickly, like said, she, I mean, he, anyways, and then went on. But then he called me crying the oh next day. God. And he was just like, does Ethan hate me because Aww. I called him a she? Like, I don't mean it. I don't think he's a woman. Like, I just. I just forget, like I just messed up like I didn't I didn't even like do it consciously I'm so sorry and I was like oh Ethan doesn't hate you and I don't hate you and as long as you like just correct yourself and then move on like you did it's yeah. fine at least you know for Ethan he's fine with that and I was just like it's okay he's like okay I just don't want him to hate me and I'm that's like, so precious <laughs> you're so precious I and he's that. a He's a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. Like, what 14-year-old boy has enough, like, like is willing to apologize and is willing to, like, make sure that he's, like, saying the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, as, like, a, a a straight boy who doesn't identify as anything other than, like, straight and as a cis man, you know? Like, I was just like, oh. Love him so much. That's amazing. He's so that's so wholesome. He's so he's so wholesome. He's so in touch with all of his feelings, and I love it. I love that. So next, I wanted to talk a little about a little bit about coming out in other places. So coming out with your friends or in church or work. I know Sean, you said you like have had to come out at work before. Yep. Um. (laughs) So. Have at it. Anybody want to talk about those experiences? Why don't you go, Sean? All right. Since you seem like you have a, a story on deck. <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a good story on oh, deck. Right. It's not it's not a great story. So I had a spasm in my back like a month ago, maybe. I don't know. It wasn't that long ago, and I had to go to urgent care because I had to, like I like fell out of bed. Like <laughs> I couldn't move oh. and. Whatever, and they were like, what medications are you on, blah, 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 and I'm like, I'm on testosterone, and they're like, the nurse is like, why are you on testosterone, and I was like, transgender, <laughs> gender dysphoria, 
Yep, that's it. <laughs> and and I also have hypothyroidism. The next, the doctor comes in and he goes, so you have hypogonad syndrome. And I was like, no, sir. <laughs> I, that is not what I have. He's like, why do you take testosterone? I was transgender. <laughs> Gender dysphoria. Go, okay, gotcha. <laughs> and then I get my doctor's note because it put me on a weight restriction of like 10 pounds. So I had to bring it to work. And on this doctor's note, <laughs> it had my sex on there three times. And bold. And I was like, great. <laughs> um, and then the doctor comes up to me after he's like, oh, I can change this in the system. And so you're more comfortable. And I was like, okay, cool. Thinking yeah. I was going to get another doctor's note. No. <laughs> he's oh, like, no. what are you still doing here? Leave. <laughs> I was like, all right, bye. And so I had to bring this doctor's note to my work and I had to give it to my boss because she has to like fax it to somebody and I was like so this says this and this is this is what I am just, just so you know so I love doing this yeah <laughs> it was uh, she was like cool that she was like oh so you were born and I was like yep she's like okay <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah that's all you need <laughs> yeah good. but I don't think I've really besides friends and friends were I think the easiest yeah. Part of coming out. It was, oh, thank God there was an easy part. Because yeah. <laughs> that, ugh. What about either of you? So, as soon as I came out, for the most part, I, like, almost immediately was, like, I'm, like, exclusively going to be wearing mask clothes and cutting my hair off. Like, mm -hmm. it happened very, like, the switch was, like, overnight. Right. Yeah. So, I had the, like, luxury of, like, always looking gay. I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> because... So since I looked gay, people just, like, assumed I was gay all the time. Right. Yeah. So I didn't really, like, have to come out a ton. There were, like, those weird moments where people would, like, ask me if I had a boyfriend and stuff. Oof. Like, <laughs> like distant family members. Yeah. Or, like, like sometimes people at church would, like, say things. I remember one time the pastor of the church I was going to, him, I was, like, with one of my friends. We were there. And he, he was a dude. And he, like, put his shoulder on both of us, or put his hands on both of our shoulders, and he was, like, so... Yeah, he put both of his shoulders on my body. He draped over me. So he, like, went like this yeah. to us, and he was, like, so, like, marriage, babies, soon. And we were both, like, what the fuck? Like, first of all... That's so invasive! It was so weird. Babies? Yeah, I was, like, Whoa. uh... I'm gay. I would have just been like, I just met this person. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he was so uncomfortable. Cause I literally said, I'm gay. Like I was so confused. And my friend Ryan was like also really confused. And he was that later in the day, he asked me to come up to like the front of the church, like during like worship or whatever. And like, everybody was like, you know, it's a Baptist church. So people were like fucking speaking in tongues and shit. Ooh. And so, I went up to the front of the church because he, like, asked me to come up there. And I was like, what's up, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah. and he was, he, like, put his hands on me and he was like. In front of the church, meaning, like, in front of the congregation. Cor correct. In front of the congregation. Okay, cool. And he was like. <laughs> Not cool. Um, I understand now. He was like, are you ready to change your ways? Are you oh. ready to follow God? And I was like. Ben following him, like, Ben, ben did it. Ben did it when I was a kid. Homies. Like, me and God are homies. We're cool. Like, we're fine. I don't need you to, like, do anything for I me. In front of the fucking congregation, he was asking me these questions. And I was like, I don't know what you want me to say. Like, I'm fine with the way I am. I'm, like, I'm comfy. But thanks. Bye. Gonna go back to my seat now. It was so fucking uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely awful. 
But other than that, I never really had to like come out. People just like figured out that I was gay because of the way that I dressed or whatever. And then slowly but surely, nobody was allowed to hang out with me at church because I was the gay kid. Right. My friends, I came out to my friends. They were like, we know. It's cool. Like, we've been new. You were yeah. really gay. So are we. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, like, gravitated towards each other. Yeah. And then I never really had to, like, come out at work either because I just, like, dressed gay and was gay at a very young age. The only time I really ever had to, like, come out i guess is like at my new job they asked me like what are your preferred pronouns and i was like i use she her or they them pronouns and they were like oh okay cool like what does that mean for you like in my interview and i was like cool okay like yeah this is cool like i'm i'm cool with this and so i explained to them like i like identify as non-binary and so now all of them use they them pronouns for me and i was like okay cool like I'm cool with that. That's right. That's dope. That's yeah. It was like part of my interview process. Like above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like really, really big on like queer inclusion and like racial justice and all of those things. So they're like that. My identity is really important to them, which is like really cool. So I didn't have to like come out, but I I guess I did because right. they asked me like about my identity during my interview. Mm-hmm. But, like, other than that, I've never really had to, like, come out in a super big way, really. Hmm. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, at work. Like, when my previous areas of work, I worked at, like, Starbucks or I worked at other, like, food things. And it just came up where I was just like, oh, like, I think these people are hot or I, you know, I'm dating a trans man. So, it just. Or, like, I'll just say, oh, yeah, I'm going to Pride. And they're like, oh, are you gay? Yeah, I'm gay. Okay, cool. That type of thing. Yeah. When, uh, now that I work, I work in Dearborn, and so I work with a lot of Muslim people. So, like, but, like, honestly, like, they're super chill, too. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, uh, like, they're like, well, do you want kids? Like, aren't you, uh, f- like, you guys, like, live together? Aren't you afraid that you're going to get pregnant? And I was like, actually, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> which is the best part ever. And, and they're like, oh, and, but they just have questions, which is like so refreshing. Cause everyone, like, I know I, I personally know from having lots of, uh, not lots of, but a decent amount of Muslim friends where like they, I, I know not all of them are like the super, super strict, rigid Muslim people that everybody thinks Muslims are, mm-hmm. or at least conservative people think Muslim people are. So, like, it was, but it's just, like, really cool because, like, they were all just, like, asking questions. They were, like, like, some of them were a little invasive, but, like, I was comfortable with answering questions and, and, like, but then still, like, being able to keep information to myself, like, about Ethan because they were, like, oh, well, like, what was his name before? And I was, like, that's inappropriate. They're, like, it is? Okay, I won't ask that anymore. So, it was, like, a little bit of a, like, educational thing. And then I had, like, I referred to myself as they, them one time and like, just like in random conversation, didn't explain it whatsoever. And that coworker came back to me and they were like, are you non-binary? And I was like, yeah, actually I am. And they're like, I am so sorry if I've ever called you she. And I was like, well, I was like, I know like culturally, culturally right now, like it, it's very, it's very common for people to throw around she because gay culture is becoming more societally acceptable or like, I just present mostly feminine in the summertime and then somewhat femininely in the, in the cold months. So it's like, I understand, like, I'm not offended. I would appreciate if you would use they, them instead of she, but like, 
I'm not trying to make a big, you know, work fight about the fact that you're not using my preferred pronouns because I was like, well, I'm not like full on trans. So like, I don't think that like, I ha I feel like other people can like have, have the right to like make a big, you know, like make sure like, cause obviously like if you're a trans guy or a trans girl, you need to be called by those pronouns. But for me, for, right. for they, them personally, for me, I'm like, I'm not angry if you don't say right they them but especially also, if you're a straight person regardless of where you feel like you fall like on the i hate the word spectrum yeah it's not a good word for this yeah <laughs> not, however you like feel about your transness mm -hmm. or if you feel like transness is a part of your identity mm -hmm. you still absolutely have the right to be like these are my pronouns like, yeah. Oh, yeah regardless oh, so yeah. i don't want you to think that like yeah just because you're like you know, a not you identify as non-binary, not necessarily trans. That doesn't mean that like you don't get to tell people what your pronouns are. Yeah, because you absolutely <laughs> fucking do. Yeah, get to tell people what I your know. pronouns are and demand that they <laughs> fucking respect that shit. Yeah. Oh, so yes. just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. Absolutely appreciate it. But it, I mean, I guess like the way I've explained it to people is like I feel gender euphoria when people use they them, mm -hmm. but I don't feel gender dysphoria if people use she. I feel that as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. So, like, if you use they, them, it makes me super, super happy. Yes. Oh, yeah. I can so, feel that. Yes. I, yeah. I can absolutely relate to that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have a really good listener question, and it's going to kind of go into us talking about the, like, self-care piece of coming out. Cool. So the listener question is, I'm going to, like, quote it directly just so I don't fuck it up. How can you stay safe and come out to your family, and should I wait until I move out? Such a fucking good question. Mm -hmm. question. Literally an amazing question. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we all have thoughts on this. So, does anybody want to go first? I don't think I'm qualified to speak on this. Okay, I have would thought. love to talk about I this shit. <laughs> I will talk after you guys. Okay, so, your safety is the absolute number one priority at all times. Always. It is wildly unfortunate that sometimes you have to put your safety before coming out. Or maybe you have to, maybe it's not necessarily safety. Maybe it's like, I can't afford to go to college and I know that I have a college fund, but my parents are not going to let me use my college fund if they know that I'm gay or trans or queer in whatever way if I come out to them. So I'm going to lie to them and I'm going to say that I'm straight until I finish college. Dope. Fucking do that. Lie to them. Lie to your family. I'm for that shit. If you think that it threatens your safety, like physically or emotionally, it might not be worth it. Maybe it in your opinion, is worth it if you have other people who can help take care of you. Like, if you know that your parents are going to kick you out, but you have an aunt, an uncle, a grandparent, a whomever, somebody who is like, I will take care of you. So that way you can live your truth and not have to worry about, like, financial barriers or housing or whatever it may be, then go for it. Like, use that opportunity in let those people like help you out. But I do definitely think that if it's going to be emotionally abusive or physically abusive, you do have to be very careful about when you do those things because you don't want to threaten your physical or your emotional safety. But it's really hard to like force yourself to stay in the closet when you're like desperately just want to come out. Like that's oh, yeah. such yeah. a hard thing to do. I probably my my safety wasn't even threatened. I knew that my family wouldn't kick me out or anything like that. And I did not want to come out. The reason I actually came out is because 
I had, I was like wearing boys clothes that I got from like, I don't know where I got them from. And I would like wear them and take pictures of myself and like put them on MySpace. And my mom went on my fucking MySpace and my mom was like, why are you dressed like a boy? And I was like, well, I guess I got to tell you now. Like, (laughs) guess here we are. When I told you what I actually. Remember when I was four singing (laughs) Shania Twain shirtless? I meant it. (laughs) I meant it, Kelly. So, yeah, my my safety wasn't even threatened, and I still didn't want to come out because I was afraid of, like, what kind of emotional repercussions there might be. So, like, that's real as fuck, too, that you, like, might not want to deal with that. Oh, yeah. You just have to, unfortunately, everybody's circumstances are different, and you just have to, like, really analyze, like, what is safe to you mm-hmm. and what kind of things might be threatened. And, unfortunately, sometimes people don't know. Sometimes they're totally blindsided by that stuff. Right. I think mine is, like, a lot. It's pretty much the same thing. I've never been, like, threatened or anything. No one's ever, like, I mean, besides my parents just being over dramatic, (laughs) And they just, like, were like, well, like, cut you off. My parents left me when I was, like, 18. I'm I'm not worried about my parents in my life. (laughs) They're always gone. So, I don't know, never, I couldn't even imagine what that, like, that adds to, like, coming out as a whole because coming out it is is ugh, it's super stressful and then you're like thinking about safety and like what like how you have to like contain yourself and you know be in this like shameful life that you don't want to be a part of mm-hmm. oh goodness i couldn't even imagine yeah there's not always like homeless youth shelters either mm-hmm. like as of absolute last fallback for being in that type of situation for sure it's just really hard i feel like if if you really want to come out, I feel like you should try and secure a place. Yeah. Or at least know you... Maybe not secure a place where you can live, but at least maybe secure at least a safe house. Absolutely. That's, like, close Somewhere enough. you can go for the night if you need yeah. to. Yeah. Like, if you... Because I know, like, for instance, like, punishments that even my parents would deal out when I was older was they would take away my car. Mm-hmm. So if that's something that's a worry, like, maybe, like, if you have access to public transportation, that's a good thing. If you have access to a friend who will pick you up, kind of, I feel like... I don't know if this is just, like, a general question or if it's one specific to this person, but, like, make sure I feel like you have – if your family is, like, homophobic to the point where you feel like you will be unsafe, have, like, a whole plan for where you're going to go. Literally a safety plan. Yeah, like, this is your plan if shit gets real, if you need to call the police, if you need, like – I don't know how strong of a – thing is but like basically just plan for the worst make mm-hmm. sure you have a place that's close make sure you have a place that's far you know like have no, it all, all your yeah you know like yeah and i don't know like the age or the area that this like specific listener is in but there are like residential settings that are for queer youth that have been like kicked out of their homes because their families you know disagree with their identities those places do exist in Michigan, there are a couple of them that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't know anything about, like, any other states, so I can't necessarily answer those questions. But, like, if anybody needed any of those resources, they could always Google it. But also you could, like, DM us on Instagram or Twitter or what have you, and we could give you those resources for that kind of stuff. Something else that I thought of is when we were talking about safety plans, if you, like, 
have a safety plan. Part of your safety plan can be like, I'm going to come out to everyone but my parents and this is what we should do like if they find out. Mm -hmm. So like I have a friend who is 28 years old. So like a grown up, not a child. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who is not out at work, is only out to and it not at school or anything cuz they're still in college, is only out to their partner and their friends is not out to anyone in their family, is not out at school or work, whatever. So when they are at school, when they are at work, they use their dead name and pronouns that do not suit who they are. Mm-hmm. And it is very much a safety thing because of the kind of job that they do, because of, you know, the culture that their family comes from. And then with when they're with their friend and their partners, they use their name and their pronouns that, mm-hmm. you know, that suit them. So that is far from ideal for sure. But at least if if safety is like absolutely an issue for you, at least it would give you somewhere to still like be who you are. Mm -hmm. You could express, hey, I want to use this name and these pronouns, but like only in our friend group, which would be that Mm -hmm. would be challenging. But like if you have really good friends, then dope. Great. Do it. Only do it when you're, you know, all hanging out. Uh, you know, at someone's house or whatever, just so you do get the opportunity to like express that part of yourself, but you don't have to like put your safety on the line if that's something you're concerned about. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like your internet friends. Tell your internet friends like, yeah. "This is my name. These are my pronouns." They don't need to know anything else about your life if you don't want them to. Like, right. it would give you an outlet to talk about those things and like feel good in your body or in your identity or what have you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So more on taking care of yourself. Does anybody have any recommendations for how they overcame some of the conflicts with coming out, whether it's like just like becoming comfortable in your skin or dealing with family conflict or any of that kind of stuff? Probably the most important to me is find other people who are like you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Hang out with other queers. I was was thinking of, like, what do I buy when I'm feeling low? (laughs) That, too, though, honestly. Like, treat yourself if you have the uh, ability to. But honest as fuck, like, surrounding myself with other queer people helped me figure out who I was, made me realize I was not a freak. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, there are lots of people who go through the same things that I go through. Mm -hmm. It gave me a community. It gave me friends. It it gave me family, really. Like, I feel like I'm tight as fuck with all my friends. Mm -hmm. And so that one, honestly, was the most important for me. Like, my family didn't always understand what I was going through, but my friends did. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was, like, my number one lifeline was having friends that get me. And my mom will, like, used to always make jokes, like, as I got older and became, like, more in my queer identity. She was like, do you have straight friends anymore? And I was like, no. Because, <laughs> um, no offense to the straights, but, like, I do have one friend. Shout out straight Amy. But, like, other than that, no. Because it's really hard to, like, not only do they, like, not get it. Like, they don't get the jokes. They don't yeah. get the fun, you know, the funny yeah. shit. But it's just, like, something is really nice about, like, surrounding yourself with people who, like, get your struggles. Like, your internal struggles, 
your societal struggles, like people who just like really get the shit that you're going to go through as a queer person living in the world. Because even if you're a really privileged queer, like you're still going to face shit that a straight person will never understand. Yeah. Absolutely. So like, even if you're like, just like a cis white gay dude, even cis white gay dudes are going to get shit. Like, even though they're, you know, they blend in better than Mm -hmm. some of us. Right. So number one, I would say is find your peeps, find your community. That was like probably the most important for me. If you can afford therapy, see a motherfucking therapist. Yes. Therapists (laughs) are the shit. They are amazing. A therapist, like, if I wouldn't have found the therapist that I found, I'd probably be, like, still pumping my, putting tea shots in my ass every week, and I'd probably be miserable. Who knows? Full beard, probably. Full beard. Yeah, it's fun, because my dad has a beard, so, like, I'd probably have a a good beard. No, but really, like, sorting through any emotional shit I've ever had, having a therapist was really important. Mm -hmm. Those are, like, two of my biggest things. I don't know if anybody else has any recommendations. Hell yeah, brother. I, yeah, like, just, I feel like finding your tribe is good. I felt really confirmed in my identity when I started going to, like, prides or, like, queer spaces, because mm-hmm. I was like, I belong here. Because, like, when I first started making friends with the gays, <laughs> I was like, these people are so cool. They're so genuine. They, like, really... It, like I don't know I really met some like really cool gays where they were just like really really like they had taken time to become confident in themselves or they at least taken time to at least appear confident and and they just I mean I don't know like I was just like you guys just like you're having so much fun and you're all like just queer together and I'm just <laughs> sad and alone because I'm in a straight relationship <laughs> ah. I feel like the reason why I was like, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be, I don't know if I actually like thought like, I wish I could be gay or whatever. But it's like, I feel like it was just like, I wish I could express myself yeah, yeah, yeah. in the way that they are because that's who I truly was. And once I actually like was a part of that and I felt like I, I felt like I was actually a part of a bigger community because I essentially like I was too weird for the church community. I was just like too weird for my straight friends like they didn't get certain things that I was into or whatever and then once I started going to queer spaces or like having more like or going to queer gatherings or whatever I was like wow there are so many people that I get and that get me and it's just it was just wonderful and it was cool to see other people that were identifying the same way as myself because mm-hmm. then I was like oh look they're doing it yeah. <laughs> like that's what I want to do and yeah. so and it kind of like gives you perspective on like okay maybe it's not great right now but like it can be great or maybe like maybe they're having like just as rough of a time but like like they look together but they're just as not together as you so it's like we're all in this together type sure, thing so sure. um, i do have something to add um something that makes me feel super queer is or what used to make me feel super queer aside from hanging out with queer friends is listening to like extremely queer podcasts yes <laughs> and that's that's the best part of the queer podcast yeah, is yes. the yes queen <laughs> so always just like i don't know every time i go visit my parents in bowling green kentucky <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and there's cows in their backyard and stuff like that, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm 
<laughs> the straights they're everywhere i just like put on this like queer podcast that i love and it's just like all yas queen and shit like that and then i'm just like oh okay, finally like, I'm okay. yeah okay. <laughs> this is really grounding yes it's so good sometimes you just need a yes queen sometimes you just <laughs> need to like listen to queer eye or just like listen to like fucking jonathan van ness speak oh, for five yes what and an then angel. you're cleansed <laughs> right what an angel. oh my god okay so i did i thought of three resources since this is you know we talk about christianity and whatnot on this podcast i thought of some resources that i thought were really great so the family acceptance project is really awesome it is for people who identify as queer and how you can have reconciliation with your family so they have like printouts ways you can come out ways for families to talk about like hard topics there are a bunch of like books that you can order for like parents so that way they can read through some of those things you can find affirming churches that are like really really queer i've been to a couple of them if you go to gaychurch.org you just type in like your zip code and gay churches all over the country will pop up hell yeah i haven't checked outside of the united states i'm not sure about that so i'll look into that and then the Q Christian Network, it used to be called the Gay Christian Network. Now it's called Q Christian Network. It is uh, to be more inclusive, obviously. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was obvious, but it <laughs> used to be called Gay Christian Network. And like a year ago or so, they changed it. Nice. Okay. So they do like conferences. They do all kinds of stuff. They're actually really huge. If you look up the like Facebook group, there's like thousands and thousands of people on it. And people just, like, talk about their experiences. And you can, like, meet people and stuff. So that's a good resource. Also, another one that I just thought of, it's called Quench. It is a queer Bible devotional. Interesting. It's amazing. (laughs) So if you're into, like, that whole devotional thing, but you're like, I don't want this devotional to talk to me about, like, how I'm going to find the perfect man one day and how to be, like, a, a fucking, you know prosperous woman or whatever (laughs) then quench is really cool because it is specifically for queer christian people or people of faith or however you identify whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah those are like good resources that i used personally like when i was trying to navigate my my faith and coming out and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. there is if you do want to continue reading your bible if that's if you are a christian queer our friend Ashley, who was on previous podcasts, she was asking me, she's like, yeah, do like you have like an app on your phone to like read the Bible? I was like, well, yeah, I've got like the you version, which is what everybody has. And she's like, well, you should delete that and get our Bible. Hmm. O-U-R Bible. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it they have they have excerpts from the Bible where and they do devotionals, but they are not all misogynistic. Yeah, misogynistic, evangelical. They she said that for Halloween they actually had a Wiccan person oh, do a devotional. What? And like I'm she I'm so into this. She was telling me about this. I need to have I need to like I need to ask her and like I will double check and like maybe post do a post later on this week about this specific person but she the this person is a queer witch who used to be or, I love already. or she's either a queer witch or a lesbian witch anyways she used to be either a missionary or just like super into the evangelical community like a leader a pastor or something like that and then she I, I'm going to have to edit all of this because I'm probably not even getting half of her things right. <laughs> but, like, she's just great. But she did a devotional for this 
um, app around Halloween. And I was like, that's so wonderful. That's amazing. Being like super inclusive and stuff like that. So if you are in the Metro Detroit area and you need a place to go where you can stay you can get resources i'm not sure if they offer like meals they do they offer they do food. offer meals they have a clothing closet they yes. have a drop-in center where you can just like chill mm-hmm. they have doctors if you like need to see a doctor yeah this is ruth ellis center by the way i yes. didn't actually say it but yeah so the ruth ellis center in metro detroit is wonderful for that i've actually donated like a shitload of clothes there so if you're in the metro detroit area and you have a shitload of clothes they will 100 percent take it i think they take donations on tuesdays thursdays and one other day but that's a wonderful place to see if you can at least like get information on if you're thinking like i'm probably about to come out sometime soon i don't have a place to go i live in the metro detroit area this and then like you know, maybe make that part of your safety plan for coming out because that's a wonderful place. I have a friend that in in New Jersey, I think that works for a place out there. So I'll get that information and maybe do a post on that as well if I find out. So definitely another resource for that as well. Cool. I think that's a wrap, friends. Anybody have anything else they want to add? If you don't want to come out, you don't have to. Oh, yeah. You know? We did say that. Kind <laughs> yeah. Of, but kind we can of. say it again. We can say it again. If you do not feel the need to come out, don't come out. If you have straight friends that are pressuring you to be their gay best friend, don't do it. Oh, God. Don't don't, don't do it, <laughs> even if you want to come out. Like, don't be their gay best friend. Do it for them. Do yeah. it for you. Do it for you. Don't let anybody pressure you to come out. If you're not ready to come out, that's totally fine. And if you want to just come out as just not straight, but I don't know what else, do that too because you are your own person. You should be celebrated for who you are and how you identify and don't let anybody decide how you should come out, how you should identify or any of that. You are wonderful and you should be celebrated as you yes, are. Absolutely. I think we should do a whole episode on like labels yeah, and division yeah. and all that stuff. Because we can do that. I think that's important. Yeah. Cool. Sean, you have anything? Um, don't be a jerk and don't ever out anyone. Yeah. Ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Randall. That's like that's also like for queer people. Like queer people just because yeah. you're queer doesn't mean you get to like fucking out people. Yeah. I like that do not yeah. Out Absolutely anyone. do not ever under any circumstances ever out a person. Yeah. And that goes for transness as well. Like I've Absolutely. gotten I've gotten permission from my friends who are trans to say that they are trans because right. like in your situation, your coworkers didn't even know you were trans. Right. So like that it can be a safety issue. So just for any sort of identify identity, make sure with your friends, like especially if it's a new identity for them, ask them like mm-hmm. How many people know this about you? Like, is this a public thing? Are you telling me this in confidence? You know, make sure you have permission Mm -hmm. before you say anything about anybody. And honestly, like, even if it's not a safety issue, that's no one's fucking business. Yeah, for sure. So, like, even if you have this, you're, like, in the safest position in the world, you don't owe that to anybody. Mm -hmm. You don't, like, owe anybody your identity. So you don't have to tell anyone for any reason that you're trans or queer or whatever it may be, unless you want to. Right. That's the That's only reason you should ever tell somebody is because you want to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. So 
Make sure you follow our Instagram. Our Instagram is at Two Queers Podcast. We've been posting a lot more stuff lately, and we'll be posting uh, opportunities for listener questions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So follow us so that way you can be up to date on things. Mm -hmm. And if Twitter is your preference, we are also Two Queers Podcast, but two is the number two. And I have been Emily Craig. My socials are Emily Craig Art. Craig is spelled K-R-I-E-G. What about you, Dom? Oh, also, can we? Can you tell the people that hi is spelled with two eyes because you is. haven't said that? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's pretty easy to find. I'm sure I don't it think is. Many people but have that. Yeah. So my uh, all of my stuff is hi. I'm Dom. Hi underscore I'm Dom. But on Instagram, it's two eyes. I don't think it is on Twitter. I think Twitter is only one eye. But it, uh, oh, just kidding. It's two eyes everywhere. <laughs> Two eyes for everybody. Oh you get an eye. You get an eye. <laughs> so it's hi, H-I-I underscore I'm Dom on all the social medias. Huzzah. Mm-hmm. And Sean, would you like to share your social medias? Yeah, if sure. you want. For it. Um, you don't have to. But. I, I am Flower Cowboy on everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, the first O in flower is a zero. On Twitter, it's just Flower Cowboy, though. Hell, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, if you'll excuse Hi, us, friends. we're about to go play D&D. Yes, we are, because we're hey. D&D gays now. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.